Welcome to the show. This is episode number 67 of the Journey to Manifesting podcast. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I am really excited to finally announce that pre-orders are now available for my brand new book, and it's called Dear Universe. It's 200 mini meditations for instant manifestations, and I know you're going to love it. It's got 100 fear-based emotions and 100 love-based emotions, and what you do is you tune into how you're feeling And then there is a nugget of wisdom or a piece of inspirational insight to help you move through that experience or to celebrate what you're currently experiencing. So you can go to sarahprout.com forward slash book to pre-order your copy today. So today I have a really important and powerful topic to share with you, and that is how vulnerability is the ultimate key to your freedom. And how sharing what you're experiencing is one of the most powerful things that you can do to prompt that next chapter of your life or to manifest that new opportunity or to open that door to that next level that you are really wanting to manifest into your life. Because so often we keep what we are experiencing inside because we might fear being judged or that other people might take it personally or that we are showing a side of ourselves that we really want to keep private. But what if I told you that there is a magic to being vulnerable and being able to share your own experience in order to help others? Now, I've made my career by by this philosophy and by by doing this directly to impact millions of lives because i know that the discomfort of sharing something that might be a little bit personal could help somebody that's not quite ready yet to either face the problem or to do something about it and i i um i know that sometimes it can be extremely uncomfortable to dive into the more shadow areas of our lives, the disowned parts of ourselves, some of the sabotaging behaviors that we might have. But here's the key. A problem shared is a problem spared. And what I've seen, especially on social media, is that there is this freedom that manifests when people are able to share their stories to support others. There are so many examples of this from people that share body positive images to encourage self-love to perhaps somebody that has recently experienced a miscarriage or a pregnancy loss sharing their story and then the swarms of other people that comment and share support and offer feedback, advice, resources and it's just a powerful reminder that we're not alone, that we're all in this together. And I know, especially if you are a regular listener of the show, that you've heard me say this over and over again. And I truly believe that we are not alone. We are all in this together. So with the launch of my book, Dear Universe, and all of the publicity material that's being created around the launch, which is incredibly exciting, it's at the same time been a little bit confronting because I've had to look into my past at a much deeper level and almost relive a lot of the experiences that I endured 
throughout the 10 years of domestic violence that I experienced. And the crazy thing is, and I know that they say that time heals all wounds, and it does. But the thing is, sometimes I talk about some incidences that happened or some patterns that I had or ways that I felt, and it's almost like I am taken back there. Like I'm instantly transported back into a time machine and I'm reliving a very unpleasant experience. But it's my honor and my duty of care to be willing to do that so I can help as many people as possible. But here is the key piece that I realized, unraveled, and ultimately decided to record this episode for you guys today, that vulnerability is the key to your freedom. So... I'll give you a little story here. I was in Bali in November last year, in 2018, to speak at a Mind Valley event. And the title of my talk was Spark Your Conversation with the Universe. And the theme was really centralized around loneliness and how, as Americans, as most people in the world right now are experiencing epidemic proportions of loneliness. But the statistic I have is just from America. So I can't really make the blank blanket statement and say that it's everyone because all I have are the US-based stats. So it's estimated as many as 50% of young Americans identify with being lonely or feeling isolated. Now, this is an epidemic proportion of a statistic because what it shows is that people are hiding behind their screens. They're experiencing something called, um, I can't think of the name of it right now when I need to, but it's, it's almost like they have this isolation pattern that they've placed themselves in because they have this false sense of friendship, of connection that's not real. And what we know is that human connection is so important. And the way that human connection and friendships and relationships deepen is through vulnerability. And anyway, back to Bali, (laughs) I was at a party and there was this woman that asked me a question and I've never been asked this question before. And she said, what was the payoff? Why did you stay in the 10 years of abuse for that long? And keep in mind, though, it wasn't consistent abuse and violence throughout the 10 years, and but it wasn't a bed of roses either. It was a struggle. It was my first husband and I trying to do the best job that we knew how to do set amongst extreme dysfunction because we weren't processing emotions. We weren't getting the help and the support, the support that we both needed to realize that our union, our dynamic as a couple was something that was destined to never work, to never work out that couldn't be empowering because we have such different operating programs that he is living the life that he wants to live. He, it's, <laughs> it's his choice. He lives life to the beat of his own drum. He really does. Whereas with me, I have a very different operating system. I'm more emotionally based uh, and creatively driven and we're just chalk and cheese, oil and water. And so The payoff for that 10 years and being asked that specific question was really confronting to me because she was saying not in so many words that I could have been addicted to the fear, addicted to the drama, addicted to the violence, but I made the choice not to be vulnerable, not to share anything that happened within that marriage with my friends with my family. I learned how to lie very well and to give excuses or to Uh, one instance is to make up a false story about how I acquired some bruises. And I did this a few times, but here's the thing. 
the vulnerability was my key to freedom. It was when I started sharing my experience online, on social media, and from the space of respecting my ex-husband's privacy as well. That is something that is extremely important to me, that I've done everything within my power to protect his identity uh, and to honor the process as well because it was a sacred spiritual contract. We're both aware of that. We're both aware that our karma played out in the dynamic of that decade. So. For me, the thing that was the payoff was the awareness that holding in that vulnerability was toxic. That's where the dynamic of the toxic relationship happened because I was purely and solely trying to rely on myself and my own coping mechanisms to move through my day-to-day experience of suffering, self-perpetuating suffering. And because my self-esteem wasn't too good, and I can't imagine anybody's self-esteem is that good if they're in an abusive relationship for that long, and my ex-husband is included in that equation as well. I'm sure his self-esteem was decimated because you don't act from a place of violence unless you feel very bad about yourself. We should have shared our problems. We should have asked for help. I should have asked for help. I should have told my family more about the details and my struggles. And then that transmuted when I was a single mother on my own, living on welfare, and I couldn't ask for help on the days that I felt hungry, that I didn't have enough food to feed myself. And my mum would ask me, my mother lived close by and I was dropping weight really quickly. And she's like, you're eating, aren't you, darling? You're eating, aren't you? If you? If you're not, you'd tell me, wouldn't you? And I was just nodding and smiling and holding the pain deep inside because I wasn't ready yet to be vulnerable, to share, because the most amazing levels of magic are unlocked when you can share from a space of authenticity, when you can allow people to see the parts of you that are suffering, that need help, because there is no shame in asking for help. You do not need to manage your problems your suffering, your pain, your fears on your own. And this is the magic of community and connection. And I see this in many of the online communities that I have created over the last 10 years since I left my first marriage. What I've seen is people sparking friendships, bonding over mutual experiences that they have endured, women that have come together because they have been through loss and pain or divorce, Men who have connected because they have lost loved ones or they have peeled back levels and layers of awareness of emotional vulnerability that they never thought could exist. And yet it does because they're willing to take that first step, that first action to ask themselves, hey, what am I feeling right now? And then how can I connect with somebody else to share this experience? Because this is the energetic life force behind humanity. The vulnerability is the key to your freedom. And you'll have opportunities to show up and to share. And there will be that split-second decision where you go, well, actually, I don't really want to get judged. I don't want my next-door neighbor to know what I'm going through. But more than likely, your next-door neighbor might be going through exactly the same thing. (laughs) This is the magic of human beings that we can connect emotionally to one another that we do have this power to engage and to form this collective energy that heals. There is tremendous healing power 
when you share what you're going through. When you offer your thoughts and your prayers to somebody else as well, because the energy that you want for yourself, you wish to other people. This is one of the fundamental core elements of manifestation, that what I wish for you, I wish for myself. So when you can show up with compassion for other people and what they're going through, And also keep in mind that you don't have to make it about yourself. You don't have to go, well, I went through this and I went through that and I went through that. There is an energy to bring to it which isn't self-serving. Be of service to somebody else. Ask them how you can support them. Tell them how proud you are of them for opening up, for creating that space for others to see themselves and to move through their own healing patterns, their own traumas, their own patterns of family drama. (laughs) And I know I'm not alone on this. And I know that there are millions of other people out there that experience the same thing. And this is why I am so passionate about my new book called Dear Universe, because it encapsulates the stories that we have as human beings. I've taken stories from other people. I've changed names. (laughs) I have open myself up to be extremely vulnerable and I'm sharing things within that book that I've never shared to people in real life before. So it's it's a little mind-boggling to think <laughs> that people can walk into an airport and buy a book and read about perhaps a traumatic experience that happened to me when I was 15. But I'm willing to do it because I know that it will help other people. And what I would love to encourage you is to do the same to open up your heart to other people, to have that powerful conversation, to remind yourself that you're not being judged, that you're actually helping and that energy that you're putting out there is facilitating the greater expansion of consciousness for the planet. And I know that sounds a little bit lofty and very woo-woo, but it's true. Our hearts are all connected. Our energetic fields are all connected. We are bound by this blueprint this universal life force that is flowing through us and for us all the time. But you have to be willing to put your hand up and to say, yep, I'm I'm willing and ready to be vulnerable. I'm willing to share. I'm willing to support. I'm willing to see myself in another human being. Because who knows, it could be a tiny little idea that helps to facilitate healing that you prompt that then stops generation upon generation repeating the same cycle. You could be saving somebody's great, 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 great granddaughter from some of the same energetic pitfalls that have been going on in your family for generations. You never know the ripple effect that a simple act of kindness and connection can have. And this is where vulnerability is the key to freedom. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It's short and sweet, but your homework until the next episode is to make sure that you connect to at least five other people on social media to support them, to perhaps offer a perspective from your own experience. Choose five friends, tag five friends, tag me if you need someone, comment on Instagram posts, share Facebook stories. Because the love and the beautiful, compassionate energy of humanity is activated when we fully immerse ourselves in acts of kindness. 
So make that your homework. And also you can go to sarahprout.com forward slash book and pre-order your copy of Dear Universe today. Thank you so much for being here with me. I am so grateful that we have had this chance to connect and to really fully immerse ourselves in the magic of limitless possibilities. So until next time, enjoy your journey to manifesting.